All right, guys, today we have Chris Stokes, owner of Custom Fitness, and I'm going to let her jump into what else they do because nobody describes your business like the person that owns it. So jump in, Chris, and tell us about what you do. Well, we have a private uh, personal training studio here in Amarillo that offers two sides. It offers classic training um, where people can receive exercise programs, nutrition coaching, you know, the, the basics. Um, we tend to cater towards a 50 plus crowd and men and women both. Um, but we also have the side where we do corrective exercise and we reduce pain and help movement abilities and, and mobility, get people more flexible and, and moving better in their daily life. That's okay. Fun. Well, so the reason I want to do this podcast is that's a big target for our business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one thing that we've always considered is, um, how people kind of come into a health and wellness journey and they're not really knowledgeable of what goes into the lifestyle. And we try to give lots of resources on the lifestyle component. And the problem is meeting people where they are. Um, you know, some people have never seen a gym. They're intimidated by gym. Uh, some people have never exercised, don't have the mobility for exercise. A lot of people come to us because they need a knee replacement. And so they're already debilitated in some capacity. And, you know, how do we, you know, on our side, we're trying to address the metabolics, the hormones, the inflammation. But exercise is a key component of losing weight, but it's also a huge component of aging well. Um, and so I wanted to have you on, talk about what you guys do, but also your philosophies and you know, we kind of got into it before the podcast. Uh, you guys were chatting, and I was wanting to save some of that stuff. So maybe we can just relive that conversation to start. So that was Blue, great. Blue started earlier, so you get to Yeah, I already, already been asking her some questions, but great to have you, Chris. Um, and I think from our perspective, it's, it's easy, or not easy, but we try to teach patients about nutrition, and we can have a dialogue with them. But the exercise component is what's just a hard thing uh because like Bo was saying um some patients have never seen a gym they don't even know where to start they're overwhelmed and so what we hope to impact today is is taking a patient through a journey a weight loss journey and trying to touch upon uh, what you would recommend from very beginners to uh, those that want to take it to all different levels and kind of where you start with patients and and and, and kind of walk us through that. Day one, I'm a new patient. I'm walking into <laughs> Chris Stokes' office, and I want, I want to know what this place is about and what am I going to do. Awesome. Well, first, well, whenever people walk in, uh, we do not look like a gym, and that was set up that way on purpose. I want people to feel comfortable, number one. And number two, I want people to know that they don't have to walk into a big room of equipment to be able to make a difference. They can do their workout uh, in you know the space of a yoga mat if they've got that. They can use their body. They can use equipment, whatever they've got available to be able to start moving and get feeling better. Um, but when people walk in, they're going to sit down with me for a consultation and I do most of the consultations personally, cause I like to know who's coming in and, and make sure that I've got the resources to help them make sure that we're the right fit for them. Uh, we sit down, we go over health history. We go over what they've been doing, what's worked, what hasn't, uh, where they're at on their eating and all those things. If they're working with somebody like you guys on, on nutrition, then we, uh, take an accountability role because I know they don't get to meet with y'all as often as they see me. So um, they may meet with me weekly or biweekly to be able to just check in and see how things are going on that side. Um, 
But on the exercise side, we're going to take them through a physical assessment, make sure that we find out where any areas of weakness or imbalance are at, kind of find out what their body is doing. Because somebody may come in with a knee pain um, that they've talked to you guys about, and, and everybody kind of feels like, well, it's, it's not really surgical, but it's not really something that we can help with. And so they come over to us, and we uh, create an exercise program to strengthen around the knees, strengthen the hip joints, strengthen the ankle, get everything going so that they can feel better and move better. Um, and usually within a month to two months, they're moving and grooving a little bit better. But exercise-wise, we're going to take them through that assessment and just kind of see what that looks like, see where they're starting from, and then be able to uh, build a custom program from them, for them from there so that they can uh, – start to strengthen from where they're at. I think that's a big part that scares a lot of people when they think workouts. They think about these pre-made workouts that everybody's doing. I mean, America's got more of those available to them than anybody really in the world. And we we tend to think that we should all fit into this bubble of kind of certain levels or intensities of things. And not everybody's made to do that. Everybody's got a unique body and needs to be able to um, address their unique needs in that way. So that's kind of what it looks like when people get started with us and we write that program and then we meet with them one to four times a week, depending on their goals and their, their budget and what they want to do and walk them through it and progress them and make sure that they're reaching the goals that they've set for themselves. One thing that we were talking about before we started recording, um, and I bring this book up a lot, but it's, uh, it's outlived by Dr. Peter Atia, and he focuses in that book about just functionality as we get older. Um, that one of the ways that we can age fastest is by not being active, um, not being able to carry out our daily task every day. And so do you see that in older patients? I mean, just confirm that. And, and what do you do? What's, what do you target? Like say someone comes in and they're not flexible. They're having a hard time doing daily tasks. What, um, is your goal to get them to doing everything that they need to do as they age? Or, I don't know if I'm asking the right question, but do you see what I'm saying? I do. I do. So um, I would say mm-hmm. that, first off, most of my farmers in town and their spouses mm-hmm. are some of the strongest people you'll ever know. Um, I had a client who was 100 years old and was still living on her own. She was a farming wife, and she came in telling me that her balance was a little bit off, so we worked on that. Um, but most of the time, whenever you get to a place where you feel like you are what we would call deconditioned, you haven't been doing a lot, or maybe you've never done anything, and coming into that environment, you're not just going to be thrown into this exercise routine, right? We're going to start with the foundations and the fundamentals. I believe that everybody um, should really strive to be healthy from the inside out, and that it starts with basic movement patterns, that it starts with being able to um, reach above your head and get into a cabinet or bending down to grab something or balance as you're walking up the stairs or down the stairs. Um, Balance is a big one that we work with a lot of people on. And when we work on things like that, I usually incorporate a lot of brain skills with it to be able to build brain power and brain health as we're working on the balance because your brain has a lot to do with how your body functions. And so we do bring that in a lot. Um, But I would say core strength is a big one too. You know, we're going to get some flexibility, mobility as we start to move through the joints and move through the body. But I think we definitely need the core strength to be able to move through the body and do those things. So we kind of, we create a an all-in-one program, if you will, that's, you know, we try to focus it on 30 minutes because I know that a lot of people are not as crazy as I am, don't want to be working out all day um, doing that, and so they've got other things to do. So we put it all into 30 minutes, and we work on strength and balance and flexibility, um, endurance, you name it, so that it's all in one program, and they can get it done really quick on their own at home if they're doing it there. That's awesome. 
Uh, but that's something that you know I work at at home, and I find that that is what allows me to make it a part of my routine. So y'all's focus is is once patients finish with you, they can do everything that they need usually at at their house. Yeah, so we've got a lot of clients that um, will work out at home and with us. We've got a lot of clients that work out at a gym and with us. We've got a lot of clients that um, come in and they work out some with us and then they do most of it on their own at home. So our goal is just to customize it to what the client needs, make sure that they have what they need. I think home workouts are great for a lot of people, but I think other people get really distracted at home. And so it's better if they have a different place to do it. So it's a matter of finding what works best in your routine, your day, um, and fit it in that way so that it makes sense to make it consistent. Therefore the name custom fitness. That's right. I bet there was some thought behind that. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. No, that was my attempted humor. <laughs> um, Actually, where that came from, if you want some humor, yeah, is yeah. that a client, uh, I, I, I started this business about 23 years ago, and I was looking for a name, so I wrote down a list of names, and I had clients kind of vote, I guess, on which one they liked best, and where that stuck out was that it was going to be first in the phone book back oh. in the old oh. days when we had those. Well, you should have went with awesome fitness. <laughs> Triple A fitness, <laughs> just like every towing company in town. <laughs> I was going to say, if you ever read one of those phone books, you'd see how many triple A's there are <laughs> I there. know, I know. It's a race to the number of A's you can get in the right. phone book. Um, I think, you know, one of the big things, you know, for for us, and, and you know, we're kind of talking about the same thing here, but is, is leading people to the idea that this can be a part of their life. Um, and... You know, I think that's a that's a challenge on our end because, like you said, we don't get to meet with them as as frequently, so we try to emphasize it. Uh, so, you know, kind of part of this podcast series was like, hey, what's available in the community? And you know, you you you, you drive through town. There's a there's a CrossFit gym on every block. There's a there's a cheap gym like a you know what are the the Planet Fitness? Um, what are the other ones? Crunch. Crunch. And what's the new one there on? True fit, you know, nine dollars. Just I, you know, I, I want to hook you into that that reoccurring payment for ten years. By the way, I still have my membership at Crunch that you I've had for four years. Do I've you go, Bo? I've been to it twice. Okay. Yeah. And I, I bought it when we were remodeling the home. It was my like, hey, because I work out at home too. I'm like, hey, if I, I can't do that, I can go to Crunch. You can't you can't cancel it unless you go meet with them in person. I don't have time to do that. That's the best. That's yeah. the best marketing. Um, and so, you know, that's strategy. their market. That's that's their goal in your fitness is to get you to sign up and get that yeah. monthly membership. But how does how does this differ? Like, so that's that's what people their minds when it comes to fitness. That's what they think, right? I got this circuit of treadmills. I got Fox News playing on the on the TV. I got people grunting in the corner. I got uh, I got the golds and I got the you know the steroid guys. That's that's kind of the vision of gym, exercise, fitness, and you know kind of where I start with people is whatever you can do, do it. If it's walking, that's what you're at. That's where you're at. You know, if I, I want to get a little deeper, I need to talk to somebody like Chris at Custom Fitness. Uh, but I, you, you need a resource. I mean, we all need a resource. We all need something, and. One intimidating th- thing there is is the cost, the finances behind it. But personally, I've always had the philosophy of if any any dollar you spend on your health and wellness and the way you age is dollar well spent. But not everybody's there, so kind of speak to that. Like, it, it, you know, what people visualize activity and exercise to be, what it really is, and kind of the financial commitment behind it. I don't want you to talk about your pricing because you know you can do that one on one with people. 
Uh, but, you know, how do you get people around just the typical thoughts of a gym, exercise, you know, because I, I used to be that guy. If I couldn't work out an hour, I wasn't going. Well, as soon as you get three kids and a job and a marriage, like, you don't have an hour of free time. So how do you fit that into your day? So kind of speak to that. I like that you kept the topic nice and brief there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, well, we'll break it down. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you crush the, the uh, misconceptions of being an active person? Well, you know, there are a lot of misconceptions. I mean, I think especially uh, U.S.-based. I mean, obviously, I, I live here, so that's my area of expertise. Um, but I think U.S.-based, we push a lot of people towards weight loss because it looks good instead of because they need it for their health. Um, and in doing so, I think that that market has built up so much. Uh, the, in the, the industry has built up so much. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry for weight loss, whether that is nutrition with diet plans or it's exercise at the gym or whatever it may be. But not a lot of, uh, of that is really giving people the bang for their buck. It's not giving them their, their money's worth. They're not getting results from it. And that's why the industry continues to rise. As, you know, in my mind, they, they want you to fail because then you're going to spend more money trying to fix it again. Um, I don't believe in that philosophy, obviously. Um, I want to bring people to a place where they don't have to hit that square one again. They don't have to keep going back. And so the first part is breaking that, that enigma of kind of what the gym is, what you're supposed to do there. And I think everybody just kind of feels like they fall in this funnel of, I have to go. That's where I'm going to lose weight. That's what I'm going to do. And so they just kind of, you know, I'm going to follow this diet plan because my friend did it and gyms are just what you do. Um, the gym was actually created long ago by powerlifters who wanted to, uh, or I'm sorry, bodybuilders uh, before powerlifters, and they wanted to lift more weight. And so they created some machines. Some friends started coming around saying, well, that's kind of cool. Can I use them too? And they said, well, cool. And, you know, as more people started wanting to use them, they said, well, you know, what, you can use them if you pay me. And so it became a rental situation. And that's what our gyms are of the day. It's a rental situation. You walk in, you rent the space, the equipment. You don't necessarily get the expertise that you need and you don't get the help that you need to be able to use any of it efficiently. So you may have somebody walk you through it. Uh, most trainers, at least in this area, are hobbyists. They're people that enjoy working out. So they say, cool, I'm going to go be a trainer. Um, but they don't necessarily want to make it into a profession. They don't care enough to really learn the science behind it and understand why and how and and be able to put together at really effective things. Um, case in point, I had a lady come in recently who said that she's just been really working hard to lose weight for a year and a half. Been working with a trainer, um, but this trainer seems to be more knowledgeable in things like bodybuilding, powerlifting, uh, nutrition for those things. And so it's no wonder that we're not getting where we want to be because he's not training her the way that she needs to be trained. And so it's important when you're looking for programming or you're looking for a space to go that, that it matches with your goals, that it matches with who you are and what you're wanting to do. Um, like say in the gym setting, you've got all these big fancy equipment pieces of machinery that may or may not be working on any given day. Um, but then you feel like you go home, you can't do anything. And so I think it's better, at least in my mind, if you do more functional training that you can do with your body, with uh, resistance bands, with some light dumbbells, whatever it may be. Uh, like you were saying, if you want to go for a walk, go for a walk. That's one of the first things we do whenever they sit down with a consultation for us uh, and we get them started, say, within that seven-day period, then we're going to say, okay, but where's your workout going to go normally? And wherever it's going to go, go ahead and start walking. So you can kind of bookmark that time and say, that, that 30 minutes is for me. That's my self-care time. Um, so just kind of finding a, a space there and then really education, working them through the education side of why it matters that it's different. Cause if you just go in and like, say you throw some weights around and you work out a little bit, but you don't really know what you're doing, 
you're not really going to get anywhere with it. So instead, let's let's customize a program that's unique to your unique body and your needs, and, and you'll get a lot farther a lot faster. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break. I think so All right, we're back. And um, where I wanted to go, where we left, was, you know, our, our, our average patient is 40 to 50-year-old female, BMI, 45 or above, mom, you know. Uh, so one of the big things I always talk about is, is protecting that time. You, you mentioned it, so I wanted to perseverate on mm-hmm. it, self-care. Um, and, you know, having that space to be able to stay healthy as a mom with all the obligations that you have. Uh, and, and it's not that there aren't overweight men. They just are a little bit more vain. They don't really want to come talk to us about that <laughs> stuff we, we, we get them but it's not our, it's not our the main or it's not our main yeah. um area uh so how do you speak to women in this situation like hey I, this hasn't been a part of my routine for 20 30 years i've been taking care of kids showing them soccer practice doing a working a job cleaning the house making the food doing all this stuff taking care of my sick mom and dad um so how do you convince or what are some of the the walkthrough speaking points about hey it is important for you to take time to to take care of yourself because if you if you fail health wise physically you there's 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 a litany of failures that come after that Mm -hmm. right so how do you speak to that that population about that specific issue well i'd say that um that's that's a big problem for sure and along with everything else that I do, I'm also a health coach. And so we sit down and, you know, create lifestyle plans and strategy plans. And like I said, you know, I'll meet with them pretty regular just to have some accountability. But if they're not meeting with me, then I recommend that they get accountability elsewhere, that they have somebody outside of family, somebody, friend, or somebody that's, um, that understands that situation. They don't necessarily have to have their own, you know, group of kids going and everything, but um, somebody that they can kind of reach out to and, and just make sure they're on track. Um, I would say the number one thing that I tell moms, though, is anything that they want to accomplish in life, if they will put that goal on their children instead of themselves, they will do it every time. If you tell yourself that you're going to drink enough water every day to to hydrate, you're going to come in the next day and say, you know what, I didn't get it done. But if you make it into a game with your kids because you know that your kids need to drink water, too, (laughs) you're going to do it because otherwise then they're going to call you out on it. Right. Yeah. Smart. That's, that's good advice. advice. Yeah, that's I, a, I like what's this. What's Atomic Habits book? That's kind of that's kind of one, one of the uh, attachment. You know, mm-hmm. when you attach a goal to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, Kids yeah. are relentless, though. Like, they are. They, they, will. they are, and you know what? I've even encouraged some of them to make like a sticker chart, so that way then the kids get to put up a gold star. Mom gets, and if mom's not getting her gold stars, like the kids are gonna be like, hey why are we even doing this? And she's like, oh, shoot, I got to get mine on there, too. So yeah. sticker charts, you know, you think they're preschool, but they really do still work for grownups, too. That's cool. I don't show anybody on my sticker chart. <laughs> it's very motivating. We're starting one me. in the yeah, office now. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, well, so we got the, the, the exercise component, uh, and I think your philosophy is a lot like ours. It's, it's, I, I encourage people don't, like, it, it, exercising is not for losing weight. Uh, I think there's, there's two components that – that does help you lose weight if you if you take it on, uh, but to me it's more about aging well, staying mobile, staying fit. Yeah, I tell people my 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 wellness philosophy is tra- I'm training to be 90, right? And if you want to be active at 90, you dang sure better be active at 42. Um, so that's that's you know aging well is is why I work out. Um, but on the on the exercise front and how it it relates to your weight uh you know we talk a lot about the you know i just made this uh, this analogy of the bucket 
right? So when, it, when you think about how your body manages nutrients, you have a bucket, it's made up of your liver health and your muscle mass. And so I can, if I, if I eat carbohydrates, I, I can fill that bucket, but everything that flows over gets stored as fat. So, you know, one, one element of controlling this is to have a bigger bucket, right? So that's where activity is going to come in. And then there's also the epigenetic influence, like how do I'm active, what, you know, I, I'm born with my genes, but they're not all active at one point. So if you, if you start acting like a healthy person, you start doing healthy things, it starts turning on the genetics that control the, the healthy person you should be. Uh, when you're not active, those aren't active. So your, your body down regulates. So the epigenetic influence. So don't know where I was going with that, but all that to say, that's where exercise sits for me. But getting healthy and losing weight is not just exercise. So it sounds like you guys walked through some nutritional elements. So that's where Chelsea and Chris get to duke it out now. What, is, what does nutrition <laughs> look like? What is y'all's philosophy? You know, what, because you mentioned it, you know, somebody goes and gets a personal trainer that's got a background in bodybuilding. I have patients come in like, yeah, I was eating 500 grams of carbs and 600 grams of protein and, and exercising my rear end off. And lo and behold, I gained 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, he was trying to bulk you up, <laughs> yeah. right? He was trying to bulk you up. He hadn't got to the cut phase yet. You know? <laughs> so how does that look different for you guys? I know how it looks for us. Uh, what, does it, what does it look like on y'all's end? Just me personally. Yeah, yeah cool. you personally. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you're up. <laughs> so nutrition-wise, I, mean, I would say that weight loss as a specific single set goal is probably only about 5% of what we do. I would say that health and longevity um, are the other 95%. That is, that's what our people come in looking for. Um, everybody wants to lose weight. That's always, you know, one of the goals on their, their sheet, unless they're underweight. Um, but everybody pretty much says that. So what I do is I dig down to the deeper roots and figure out kind of what all has been going on. What pieces are they missing? And most of the time that's going to come down to, you know, I just want to feel good during the day. I want to have more energy. I want to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to be able to go and, you know, travel the world and do these things. Um, it may be that they've finished with physical therapy and they don't know where to go next, kind of what to do. So we deal more on that side, I would say, on a typical level. And so our nutrition mimics that it, or it mirrors that um, where we're, we start off by teaching foundations, which is a lot like what you guys do here. Um, we're, we're teaching foundational eating with real food, junk, you know, getting rid of the junk and the processed and the extra sugars and all that kind of stuff, um, because that just doesn't help your body to function well. It doesn't help it to keep healing and, and moving forward. And if they've got anything requiring corrective exercise, um, then we need that healing process going on. We need every nutrient that we can get to be able to allow the body to heal itself. So we, we talk a lot about that side. Um, we talk a lot about water intake. We've got to get it hydrated. Got to make sure you're getting enough water every day. If you're not getting that, you start to lose brain health and amongst other things. But brain usually triggers a lot of people in the 50-plus crowd to think, hmm, maybe I need to drink some water because everybody has this fear of having poor brain health. And so we, we work a lot there. Um, I was fixing to add something else in, but I forgot what it was at the moment. So I never forget anything. So. <laughs> Just you, Chris. That's you awesome. Need more water. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Bo drinks yeah. enough water every single day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big goal of mine. Yeah, I, I got my sticker chart going. You do? You know? Okay, yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, one of the biggest challenges we find is how do you eliminate all the, the negative players in the in the eating world, the processed foods, processed sugars, the, the you know, the inflammatory oils. Uh, there's a snake under every rock, you know, when it comes to eating. 
you know, even when people are convinced they are eating healthy, when you really drill down, there's there's usually something in their diet that's sabotaging them. Um, you know, so we try to, you know, our, everybody asks us for an eating plan, and we just we decline to do that. We're like, no, we're not going to do that. We want to teach you the building blocks of a healthy diet, so you, for the next seventy years, can make good food choices. But that doesn't really toot everybody's horn, mm-hmm. right? Would you, what would you say? It healthy? toots almost nobody's horn, yeah. <laughs> if we're being honest. And, and the, the reason is, if I give you a 30-day eating plan, you're, you may do the 30-day eating plan. Mm-hmm. I've done some 30-day eating plans. I've probably done probably 20 of them, and I've made it about 10 days into all of them. Yeah. Uh, and so I know me personally, and I'm, I'm kind of interested in this stuff. So if you have a loose interest, what's your likelihood that you're going to stick to a 30-day eating mm-hmm. plan? Yeah. And the other option is to go like, like an Optivia or a Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, just do a bunch of meal replacement stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you, when you see these people, how are you walking through, hey, these are the things you need to work on eliminating? Yeah, right? so, yeah, that, that's that's where I was going earlier, uh, was that you know, we also specialize in things like anti-inflammatory diets and things like that where people have to put in even more work, yeah. right? And so that's usually the part that causes a problem, especially for those moms you were talking about, is putting in extra work. How am I going to fit that in? How am I going to meal plan? And and a lot of times, sadly, that leads them to having to cook two to four different meals, right? And that's a big no in my mind. I don't I don't let them do that. Um, so I would say that it starts with where they're at. You know, back in the beginning, whenever I first got into nutrition coaching, it was here's how we're going to do this, right? You're going to follow this whole thing. And then I check in with them. And they're like, well, you know, this didn't work. So we'd end up making all these adaptations. So along the way, we created a plan that's structured around who are you now, what's important now, and what are you wanting to do now? And then we start with whatever habits that they need to build. Like you were talking about weight loss doesn't just happen because of exercise. What I see, uh, I guess, philosophy-wise on that is that it's it's consistency over time. And that doesn't matter whether your goal is weight loss or it's longevity or it's being able to bend down and you know reach your toes. It's consistency over time that you've got to do. And that involves the nutrition as well. So really just making sure that we meet them where they're at in that moment. We give them an amount of change that's appropriate for where they're at. So not trying to bite off the whole thing at once, but taking little pieces and knowing that we can we can add habits every two to four weeks into what we're doing and be able to see progress happening. Um, sure, you can get there a lot faster if you do it all at once, but you're gonna get there really fast and you end up right back on the other side. Yeah. So if instead you take these small be- bites of it, then it may take you a little bit longer to get there, but you're gonna be more likely to do it. And I think you're 100% right on the nutrition plan thing people aren't going to do it. They either aren't going to like the plan. They aren't going to like the foods. Something is going to cause them to not do it. Um, and so it's really a lot better if you can teach a man to fish. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's funny. My wife used that uh, statement the other day, but she totally messed it up. Uh, I'm usually it, doing that. It was that. something about leaves I am too. and fish and educating. <laughs> nice. I, was like, ah, I think that was close. <laughs> you got point. it. We get your point. Uh, well, I think that's where what you do, and this reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, is much different than – you know, the, the people listening to this podcast are our patients, right? And we want, I wanted to open the idea of like, hey, there's more out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, all right, you're coming to us, you're going to have surgery. Do we have some, we have like eight big points that we need to like really get across. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to like delve, in, delve into that 30, 40, 50 hour long conversation that is needed in, in the setting of a surgical practice. Mm. And so, you know, we, we want to be the introduction. We want to get you thinking. We want, we want you to think that I need to know more. Yeah. Right. And that we can handle that more here, but 
you know, people get tired of coming to a doctor's office after a while. <laughs> and, you know, we realize that. We, w- we wish people would keep coming, but we know that, you know, just realistically, uh, over the course of two years, our fallout's 40, 50, 60%. And, and there's skill sets that we don't have that you have Absolutely. of teaching functionality in life. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's why we've been excited to have you on. Um, well, and it's a, it's a big undertaking, right? Whenever, so you've had surgery, so that's like step one, but then all of this, like probably most of the things you've talked about on this podcast, a lot of people are like, wait, what? Functionality, balance, uh, nutrition, you know, like, I mean, it's a, it's a journey, right? That's what we talk to patients about is this is step one, but it continues and it's a lifelong journey. And so having somebody, you know, to kind of walk you through that in a way that makes sense for where you are, I think is super helpful. And I hope, I mean, personally, I've had to switch my mindset because in high school we were taught particularly in football, to lift weights. That's all we were taught. And now, fast forward, my goals are totally different. So um, big triceps? Big, I'll, I'll always, always keep the big <laughs> triceps. Um, but one is I want to be functional as I get older. I want to be able to do daily, daily tasks. Number two, I want to keep as much muscle going into my old age because I think that's key in uh, longevity. Um, number three, I don't want to injure anything. I want to be flexible. Um, I want to, I want, like you talked about balance. Um, it's so easy as we get older to one little fall and all of a sudden we're, we're hurt for a long time. Um, but I think a lot of our patients, they still have the mentality that I had. Oh, I was in high school. I was real in shape. So I must go back to doing what I did in high school mm-hmm. to be fit again. And it, it's now that you're 40. You, that's not your goals. And in Texas, we call that a used to could. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's impossible to get back there. Yep. Um, so just helping patients readjust their goals to being functional. Mm-hmm. And I think that they'll get, they'll find that they can reach those goals instead of losing weight through exercise. That's, that's, uh, that's just not the number one goal. Yeah, when you try and lose weight through exercise, my analogy is it's kind of like you're standing against the wall trying to break it down with your head. You just keep banging your head into the wall. When you start focusing on the habits of what you need to do in order to be healthy and live a different lifestyle, the weight loss and other things just start to happen, and you don't even have to try for it. So it's a whole lot easier to figure out what habits you need in order to live a healthier lifestyle and work towards being consistent in those than it is to pick that one thing I love it I always quote to patients that our life is the sum of our habits and if you got unhealthy habits you're going to be an unhealthy person so I think we were always debating on how can we get people to change and become healthier and it's starting with those just little adjustments and and habits every day it is but I think you also have to have that light switch moment they have to have that moment where they're ready to change because I've got a lot of people that come in and meet with me that they, they think they're ready to change, but they're not actually ready to do anything about it. And those are some heartbreakers that, you know, you get to working with them and you really want to help them. But you got to decide it for yourself. you got to decide if that's worth it and if it is, kind of what it is that you truly want out of it. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, is being able to cook at home. I think uh, we are such a fast-paced society. You mean I... Can I still be healthy uh, eating out every day and driving through Chick-fil-A? And, and when you tell them, no, you need to be able to learn how to cook at home and, and, and 
that's where a lot of your health starts. Like you said, it's it's hard to change that. Some people are just like, that's a non-starter for me. But that's, that's also the impetus of this podcast because the one unique thing we have about weight loss surgery is nobody comes and visit us unless they've had a rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that could be diabetes. It could be an immobility issue. It could be, you know, a, a litany of things. Like I had to ask for a belt extender on an airplane or I couldn't get off the ground the other day. Like most people that, that are seeing us have had a moment. And that's where we've always wanted to like take take advantage of that. Not that we're taking advantage of anybody, but take advantage of your motivations mm-hmm. to say, hey, you've made that choice that you want to make changes. You're, you're looking at surgery. That's that's not a light conversation. Like, hey, I'm going to have surgery for my weight. Like, yes, all right, perfect. We've, we've, we're at that moment. You've made the decision. You want to do something different in your life. We're going to talk about surgery. We're going to instill in you that it's not just the surgery. Right. I, that's what I tell my, mm-hmm. my patient. I assume you tell the patient the same thing. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and this needs to be your, your diving board. This is where you jump off and you go on to a different lifestyle. And it doesn't always happen. Right? So, you know, the, the, like I said, the unique benefit we have is, like, we, we see that. We see that rock bottom moment. And, oh, my gosh, Chris, you didn't turn your phone. Oh, I'm just kidding. Mine didn't go to <laughs> That was Bones. Oh, Bo's yeah, that phone. was Bo's phone. I didn't. I didn't hear Chris's phone ring. <laughs> um, but no, like so, we have that, and we, you know, we want to push them out into the community and continue with that journey. But people don't know where to go. You know, we have resources. We give handouts. We we encourage. But you know, how do we? I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking out loud. At this you point. know, there's yeah. two different kinds of people, though. There's there's people that are ready for a change and will follow anything that you tell them to do. And there's people who are ready for a change, but still aren't quite able to do it on their own. And so they need a little extra help, a little extra guidance. Um, they need somebody to walk that journey with them. And that's really what my team and I do. So that's, I guess if you know we go back to that original question of what's the difference in the gyms, it'd be that. Like the gym itself is a go do it situation, a DIY. And with what we've created, it's a, it's a walk with you because we're going to be there to support each step of that journey and, and to help them. I know I've got clients that, you know, will come for a few months and then they'll take a few months off and they may decide to come back later and we pick up right where we left off. It's just to, you know, continue that journey, continue that path so that people keep getting better and, and moving towards their goals. DIY. I like that. Because <laughs> I know every DIY project I've done at home has cost me more on the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> Without the benefit, usually. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have a complete project and I'm spending more money. So. Well, and to piggyback on what Chris is saying, too, I think the people who are coming to us are often, and we've talked about this before, are so broken down by whatever efforts they've given in the past. A diet, an exercise plan, and it didn't work, right? Like, they're here, we're having surgery, and so they need somebody to sort through some of the BS, right? Um, They need somebody to say, hey, you don't just need to walk in the gym and walk on the treadmill for an hour and then the stair stepper for an hour and then go do whatever you feel like on the weight machines for another hour. Like you need somebody to tell you that's not what is good for you right now. Um, You need somebody to sort through the nutrition and all of the misinformation and say, hey, you know what? That's overwhelming. You're trying to change everything at once. Let's focus here because here's where it's going to give you the most bang for your buck, so to speak, with your health. Um, So I think a lot of people really like, you just need that encourager, you know? Um, And that's somebody, to be that encourager, you have to be 
together a lot. You can't just be coming in like, we'll see you about every three months. Um, but really, that's not enough for like keeping you accountable, encouraging you and really lifting you up and guiding you. So it's, you know, having that somebody to like walk those steps with you, I think is important. Well, I think along with that, too, you've also got the mentality factor that they've been so wrapped up in the cycle of failure over and over in their lives um, that a lot of times we have to go back to square one and work through the mentality of why are we doing this and what is good and what is not good. Um, because a lot of times they come in with such a broken nature that they live in a negative world mm-hmm. where nothing's ever going to work. So why try it? And so we, we have to go back and kind of work on that side too. Mm-hmm. I sure. love it that y'all tackle all everything. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I really applaud what you're doing. Um, and I know just all of our patients listening that you really take note because one thing about our practice that we've tried to do is, is to, offer as much as we can but we've fallen short in in areas such as what you're doing and well, I think so like you said though you've got your specialties and I think we each have to have that I I could probably google how to pull my own tooth but I'm probably still <laughs> going to go to the dentist and, and get that done and I think Good it's choice. great I think that's why God gave us each unique yes. passions in this life so that we could all have our own specialties and we could work together I don't think we were ever meant to work by ourselves I think we we're meant to be teamed up together so true okay last last one then we'll we'll wrap up how do you help people navigate the roadblocks the yeah i would like to do that but um or i I guess just the the i I guess roadblocks is probably the best thing but like hey i want to make this change but like Mm -hmm. the buts and the ifs and the how do you people how do you help people navigate through those things well first off you still have to have that light switch moment they still have to want to do it But once they decide that they want to, then we're going to sit down and figure out what exactly is keeping them from it. Because a lot of people, uh, for instance, I had a client one time who said, you know, I just carry all this extra stress because I have these closets that need to be cleaned out. And it's just so much stuff. And I said, okay, you know, she's all in a tizzy over it. And so I tell her to to write it down for me. Write down what all needs to be cleaned out, what you want to do, and we'll go over it. it? Uh, No, (laughs) no, but we'll strategize. Uh, I'm good at strategy. (laughs) And so uh, she wrote it down. It was like six things. Right. Like I I need to organize my holiday linens and I need to organize this. It was six things. And she's like making this huge thing, like was in bed over the weekend, sick over it. And a lot of times we just let this cloud billow up of what we what we start off thinking is a good idea. And then it becomes this huge thing. Um, And so it's really important to just go through and find that that unique point for each person, figure out what's important to them and figure out how we're gonna, again, break it down into baby steps. How do we break it down into little habits or little things to work it in? So, you know, if a 30 minute workout is too much, then I'll create a five minute workout for people, right? They may have to do it every day for five minutes just so that they get the habit of it, but it's better to them than doing a 30 minute workout a few times a week. Everybody's got different different mind space on that and they each need to be catered to in that way and I think that's why the general programs that are out there tend to fall short is because people don't understand how to customize that for themselves to break things down a lot of times and so that's kind of what we help them to do okay what's your favorite health and wellness book don't oh. say Outlive by Peter Atia. You know what's that's that? Always my job. Yeah, Dr. Oh. Dr. Dr. <laughs> I was going to say that one's already yeah. been taken yeah. um, gosh I'm trying to think I mean there's so many I love Atomic Habits that one's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think if I've read anything else lately that's not, um, you know, 
nerdy. <laughs> we like nerdy b- yeah. books. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, your favorite healthy place to eat out? None. That might no. be the wrong <laughs> question. My family has over 30 food allergies, so we don't oh. eat out. Yeah. We eat every meal at home. Okay. So my Where's restaurant that? is <laughs> Chris's, Chris's restaurant. Any time that you know my husband's willing to cook for me, let's go with that. Okay. Nice. <laughs> like it. Well, that's probably the probably the most fair answer. That's right. Because I, if I was to be asked that I don't know. Like, if I'm going out, like I don't it's, need healthy. Like, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's an intentional bad happen. choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine's Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you're going to go out, though, let's see, like, at least make sure that it's worth your time. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're going to have a joyful meal, go out and, like, find some joy in it. Okay. Eat something real good. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, make sure you have some friends. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. Make, it, make it an experience, not a mm-hmm. bad meal. Okay. All right. Well, just remind us, this is Chris Stokes. She's at Custom Fitness. I'm going to give the address, or would you like to give the address? Go for it. 3333 South Coulter, right next to, uh, what's the restaurant there? Public house, public restaurant, house, yeah, firehouse, yeah. and now a phase. You got a phase yeah, in that area now. There. Yeah, phone number 806-322-3188. Ask for Chris. You got to have the code. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, any uh, any blogs, social media that people could follow? Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram. Um, I keep a blog on the website, so customfitness.biz, B-I-Z, and we're always. You know, doing new stuff, so just keep your eyes open and give us a call. Okay. Well, Chris, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Chris.